Hello, Pablo, and welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Pub Quiz Podcast, an American bastardization of a British classic. Hello, Pablo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Three Way Quizzo Podcast for the week of Sunday, July the 8th, 2012. Hello, everybody. If you are in the middle of a heat wave, I feel you because so am I. However, on the plus side, I'm dog sitting and there's an air conditioner. Hello. And maybe that's a little cocky to brag about the air conditioning. But on the other hand, the dog is insane. Isn't that right, girl? I think that's a yes. Uh, so, if you have not played before, let's stop bullshitting around and let me tell you what the rules of this game are. This is going to be a general knowledge trivia game that you can play along with at home. You can even have like a whole bunch of teams competing against one another, if that's what you want to do. This is a Philadelphia version of a proper British pub quiz, so there are some modified rules. There are three rounds of questions, ten regular questions each round. I'll do round one, I'll ask all the questions, I'll repeat them one last time, and then we'll go through the answers. Then I'll do the same for round number two, the questions, repeat them, and then the answers. And then round number three, the questions, I'll repeat the questions one last time, and then give the answers. So, if you are playing against somebody else, don't shout out the correct answer, because you will only be helping the teams that you are competing against. You dig? Like I said, there will be three rounds of questions, ten regular questions each round. And one of those three rounds, you get to use a joker. A joker is like a blind double. When you joker a round, all of the regular points that you got right that round, they double in value. So, like, if you got seven on a round and you decide to joker it, that'll turn into 14 points. If you got eight on a round and you decide to joker that round, they'll turn into 16 points, and so on and so forth. Keep in mind a couple very important things about using your joker, though. First of all, you only get to joker one of your three rounds, all right? Also, you do have to choose to use the joker before you hear any of the answers to the round. It's like a blind double, so you can't use it if you've heard me announce any of the answers. And most importantly, only your ten regular points can double on a joker. Extra credit points or bonus points, they never double. Only your ten regular points can. To get one of those bonus points or extra credit points, you do have to get the underlying original question correct. So like if I ask a bonus on question one, and you get question one wrong, but you get the bonus correct, you don't get any points, all right? You have to get the original question to have a shot at that bonus point. There's no cheating. That means no books or magazines or newspapers or computers or cell phones, no reference materials of any kind. This is supposed to be a game for your brains. So, uh, really, no reference materials. Why would you do that? There's no fun in that. What the hell is that about? Unless you're practicing to be a research librarian, I say no, goddammit. Spelling is not all that important in this game. You're not going to lose points just because you misspelled an answer. Unless, of course, the question is to correctly spell something. Same thing goes for full names. Unless I say otherwise, a full name is not necessary. Just a first name or just a last name is typically good enough for the point. If it's not, I'll say otherwise. Team limit is typically six people per team, but since you are doing this on your own, do what you think is the best. Feel free to have bigger teams. It's okay. Wouldn't you know it? I am a human, and that means I sometimes make mistakes. For instance, I forgot to bring my toothbrush to dog sit, so my breath smells worse than the dog's. Be lucky that there is a whole internet between us right now. 
Um, but that also means sometimes I will make mistakes if you think that I did make a mistake. If you think that I gave a wrong answer or did not include a correct answer, please, please, please feel free to overrule me and mark yourselves accordingly. Uh, if you do do that, though, the only thing that I ask is that you lord it over me. Send me an email mocking me for being so ignorant. The subject line could be, I'm smart and you're a jackass, or something like that. Send it to threewayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral three, W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. Threewayquizzo at gmail.com. And most importantly, maybe it's just because I'm in the middle of a heat wave, but I'm feeling appreciative as shit. So I want to thank you all for listening. I want us all to consider the fact that the world could be a lot worse. There could be someone kicking you in the head right now. And so to you guys, to the world not being as terrible as it needs to be, I would just like to say cheers. I have a delightful cup of hot coffee, which is delicious. So here's to you guys. Chin chin slencha prost. Cheers. Lachayim, whatever you say when you do a cheer, just do it. Cheers. All right. And let us continue on to round number one. Round number one, question number one. Round one, question number one. What president famously put a sign on his desk in the Oval Office? Uh, one side of the sign said, I'm from Missouri. That's no joke. The other side of the sign said, the buck stops here. Which president was that? So he famously had a sign on his desk. The famous side of the sign said, the buck stops here. The other side of it, not so famous, said, I'm from Missouri. Which U.S. president is famous for having placed that on his Oval Office desk? Question number two. Question number two. There is a song by the name of Bizarre. Love Triangle. Bizarre Love Triangle. That's the one that goes uh, partially, every time I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. Now, that song was originally a hit for a band in 1986, and then there was an acoustic cover that also charted in 1994. Either tell me the name of the band that originally had a hit with that song in 86, or tell me the name of the band who had a hit with the acoustic cover in 94. If you can name either one of those bands, you get a point. If you can name both bands, you get a point of extra credit. So one more time, Bizarre Love Triangle. It's the one whose lyrics go, in part, every time I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. Name either the band who originally had a hit in 86 or the band who had an acoustic version of that song chart in 1994. If you can name both bands, you get a point of extra credit. Question number three, question number three, the Quran, the Quran, the holy book in Islam. There are some uh, figures who are in the Quran who are also in the Bible, either the Christian Bible or the Hebrew Bible. However, when they're in the Quran, a lot of these characters have different names. What biblical character would you find in the Quran with the name Isa? And Isa is spelled I-S, like Samuel, A. What character from the Bible, either the Hebrew Bible or the Christian Bible, what character from the Bible would you find in the Quran with the name Isa? I-S-A. 
Question number four. Question number four. There is a guy named Cy Sperling. Cy Sperling. Cy is C-Y and Sperling is S-P-E-R-L-I-N-G. Cy Sperling founded a company in 1976. And here's the deal. He was not only the founder of that company, he was also a client. What company is that? What company was founded by Cy Sperling in 1976? And I told you, Cy Sperling was not only the founder of that company, he was also a client. Which company? Question number five. Question number five. I. I. It's a letter of the alphabet. It is a personal pronoun. And it's also a chemical element symbol. Which chemical element has the symbol I? I, like the letter or the pronoun, is also a symbol for a chemical element. Which chemical element has the symbol I? Question six. Question number six. There is a type of food. It was named after a Frenchman from the 17th century. And it is either a confection made of nuts and syrup. Or it's a cookie made with that confection of nuts and syrup. This food begins with the letter P, like Peter. What is it? So it's a food, a confection, named after a French dude from the 1600s. It's either a simple confection made of nuts and syrup, or it's a cookie that is made with that combo of nuts and syrup. That word begins with the letter P, like Peter. What word is it? What food? Question number seven. Question number seven. Greg Burke. Greg Burke had been a Fox News correspondent since the year 2001, and he was just hired to be the PR advisor to what much maligned institution? Greg Burke. He's been a Fox News correspondent since 2001, just got hired to be a PR, a public relations advisor, to which much maligned institution? This is an institution that has had some bad press, very bad press lately. Which institution is that? Question number eight. Question number eight. Buzkashi. Buzkashi is the national sport of Afghanistan. And Buzkashi is kind of like polo. You ride around on horseback, you're trying to get something into a goal, etc. However, polo is played with a ball. Buzkashi is played with what instead? One more time, Buzkashi, the national sport of Afghanistan. You might have seen it played in Rambo 3. Instead of using a ball, what do they use in the sport of Buzkashi? Question number nine. Wow. Question number nine already. Question number nine. The tallest actor to ever win an Emmy. That actor was a cast member on Everybody Loves Raymond. That's what he won the Emmy for. He actually won a couple, but I digress. Um, either name the actor or name the character for the point. Name both and you get a point of extra credit. So the tallest actor ever to win an Emmy, he actually won, I think, three of them. 
for his work on the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond. Either name the actor or name the character he played on Everybody Loves Raymond, and you get the point. If you can name both the actor and the character, you get a point of extra credit. And for this one, I'm going to say, don't just put down uh, Barone, all right, for the character. Please give me the first name as well. And question number 10, round number one, question number 10. What is the name of the horse who won this year's Kentucky Derby and this year's The Preakness, but pulled out of the Belmont Stakes because of tendon trouble? What's the name of that horse? For a point of extra credit, that horse wore a piece of equipment during the Derby and during the Preakness, but had he run in the Belmont Stakes, he would not have been allowed to wear it. New York does not allow thoroughbreds to wear this equipment. It's equipment that you wear on your face. What kind of equipment was that for a point of extra credit? So for the point, just give me the name of the horse. This is the horse who many people thought might win the Triple Crown this year. He won the Kentucky Derby. He won the Preakness, but then he pulled out of the Belmont Stakes. Well, he was pulled out of the Belmont Stakes for tendonitis. Tell me the name of that horse for the point. For a point of extra credit, name the facial equipment that that horse did wear during the Derby and did wear during the Preakness, but was banned from wearing at the Belmont Stakes because New York doesn't allow thoroughbreds to wear that facial equipment. For a point of extra credit, what type of equipment is that? Okay, so let's go through these questions one last time. And then we will continue on with our game. Round number one, question number one. What president is most famously associated with putting a sign on the White House desk? It says on the one side, I'm from Missouri. But that's not the famous part. The famous part is the other side that says the buck stops here. Which president was that? Question number two, Bizarre Love Triangle was originally a hit for a band in 1986. And then the, an acoustic cover charted in 1994. Either name the band who had the hit originally or name the band who charted in 94. If you can name both bands, you get a point of extra credit. Question number three, what biblical figure is also in the Quran, but with a different name? The name in the Quran is Isa, I-S-A. Question number four, Cy Sperling famously founded a company in 1976, and he was not only the founder, he was also a client. Which company is that? Question number five, I, is the symbol for which chemical element? Question number six, what P word is the name of a food made of nuts and syrup, or a cookie which contains that combination of nuts and syrup? This food was named after a 17th century Frenchman. Question number seven, Greg Burke, a Fox News correspondent since 2001, was just hired to be a PR advisor for what much maligned institution? Question number eight, Buzkashi, the national sport of Afghanistan, is similar to polo, but they don't use a ball. What do they use instead? Question number nine, the tallest actor to ever win an Emmy, won an Emmy, won three Emmys, I think, for his work on the TV show Everybody Loves Raymond. Either name the actor or the character he played. And again, for the character, I do need a first name for you to get that point. So if you can name just the actor or just the character, you get a point. If you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. 
And question number 10, what is the name of the horse who had to pull out of the Belmont Stakes this year for tendinitis? This horse had already won the Derby and the Preakness. For a point of extra credit, when that horse ran the Preakness and the Derby, he wore a piece of facial equipment that is banned in New York for thoroughbreds. What type of facial equipment is that for a point of extra credit? All right, that is it for round number one. Uh, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that... Uh, Remind you, first of all, that you get to use a joker on one of your three rounds. If you're feeling really confident about round number one, if you think you did well, you might want to consider jokering. It'll make all of the regular points you got right double in value. But remember, your bonus points will not double on that joker. Also, if you do joker round number one, you cannot joker round number two or round number three. So use it wisely. And in any event, I'm going to drink some coffee. So if you don't want to hear the answers yet, I suggest that you press pause. And unpause. That's some good coffee. And it's actually not hot either. It's lukewarm. Because I'm in air conditioning, damn it. Round number one. Question number one. The president most famously associated with a sign that says, The buck stops here. Actually, probably should be read in a Missouri accent, but I don't know how to do an old-timey Missouri accent. Whatever the case may be, that president is Harry S. Truman. President Truman stopped the buck right there. Harry Truman. He was also from Missouri. Question number two. Bizarre Love Triangle. That was originally a hit in 1986 for New Order. New Order. And for a point of extra credit... The 1994 acoustic cover was by the band Frente. Frente. So if you put down just New Order or just Frente, you got a point. If you put down both, you got a point of extra credit. Question number three. The figure in the Quran, who is also in the Bible, but in the Quran has the name Isa. Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Isaiah. That's not a bad guess. It's not Esau. That's not a bad guess either. It's not Mary. That's a pretty terrible guess. No, it is the son of Mary, Jesus. Jesus is in the Quran with the name Isa. And the Quranic Jesus is slightly more miraculous than the regular Jesus. When he got crucified, he didn't really die. There was a miracle, and a stranger who looked just like him took his place. That's Isa. Impressive guy. Question number four. Question number four. Cy Sperling. Cy Sperling founded what company in 1976? He founded the Hair Club for Men. The Hair Club for Men. I'm not just the president. I'm also a client. Hair Club for Men. Question number five. I is the symbol for which chemical element? It's not iridium. It's not ignorium. It is iodine. Iodine has the symbol I. Question number six. The food that begins with the letter P, that is made of nuts and syrup, or a cookie, which is made with that nut-syrup combo, named after a French guy, apparently a sugar baron. I didn't even know we had them in the 1600s, but it's called a praline. Praline is that delicious confection. Question number seven, Greg Burke, a Fox News correspondent since 2001, was just hired to be the PR advisor to which much maligned institution? It's not Penn State. That's not a bad guess. It's more evil. It is the Vatican, the Vatican, or the Catholic Church, or uh, the Pope. As long as it had something to do with the Catholic Church, you got the point. Question number eight, Buzkashi, the national sport of Afghanistan, 
I told you, you might have seen it in the film Rambo 3. It's much like polo, but they don't play it with a ball. Instead, they play with what? Um, it is the headless corpse of a goat or a sheep. Headless corpse of a goat or a sheep. Although I also did accept a Rambo. Question number 10. No, question number 9. The tallest actor ever to win an Emmy. That goes to Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett is the name of the actor. And the character's name was Robert Barone. Or Bobby. Or Bob. Or Rob. Or whatever. Some variation on Robert. And also, Brad Garrett was the voice of Hulk Hogan in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. If you don't believe me, go back and watch. I must have been a dumb kid, because I really thought that it was Hulk Hogan. Question number 10. The horse who won the Kentucky Derby and won the Preakness, but pulled out of the Belmont Stakes for tendon trouble. That is, I'll have another. I'll have another. And for a point of extra credit, the equipment that he wore during his win at the Derby and during his win at the Preakness, but that he would not have been allowed to wear during the Belmont Stakes. You wear it on your face, and it's a Breathe Right strip, specifically a flare strip. Uh, it turns out that when horses run really fast, like in a horse race, their lungs start to bleed like crazy, and Breathe Right strips seem to help with that. But New York State hates thoroughbreds, so fuck them. They're not allowed to wear them. All right, that is it for round number one. Tally up your scores, see how you did, and let's continue on with our game. Round number two, coming right up. Round number two, question number one. Round two, question one. As a result of a recent court decision in Cologne, Germany, Berlin Jewish Hospital has been forced to stop doing what? As a result of a recent court decision in Cologne, Germany, Berlin Jewish Hospital has been forced to stop doing what? Question number two. Question number two. You know the Secret Service scandal that went down a little bit ago in South America? That was the one where the Secret Service got in trouble because some of the agents were procuring prostitutes. Well, according to the New York Post, that might never have blown up into an international incident if only the Secret Service hadn't pissed off the hotel manager. Normally, I guess the hotel manager will help sweep things under the rug or something, but according to the Post, the hotel manager was already pissed off at the Secret Service. For what? Was it A, whenever Secret Service agents talked to him, they did so in an exaggerated Scarface accent? B. The Secret Service agents kept letting their bomb-sniffing dogs poop right outside of his apartment. C. They promised they would get him a prostitute. They forgot to get him a prostitute. Or D. One agent, while drunk, pretended to do that whole dance, dance thing, but actually accidentally shot at the hotel manager. So three of those are complete bullshit I just made up. One of them is real. According to the New York Post, the hotel manager was already pissed off at the Secret Service because the Secret Service had done what? A. Whenever they talked to him, they did so in a Scarface voice. B. They kept letting their dogs poop right outside of his apartment. C. They promised to get him a prostitute. They forgot to get him a prostitute. Or D. One agent, while drunk, accidentally shot at him while pretending to go, Dance! Dance! Which one is the real answer?
Question number three. Question number three. The only uh, the only country whose monarch still reigns under the title emperor. What country is that? And when I say reigns under the title emperor, they either reign under the title, the English word emperor, or they reign under a title that translates into English as emperor. So which country is that? It's the only country whose monarch still reigns under a title emperor. Which country is that? Question number four. Question number four. There is a Saturday Night Live character. This was a recurring Saturday Night Live character. And I never knew this character had a full name, first and last, but this character does. It turns out the name, the full name, is the same as the full name of a former coach for the Knicks and the Heat. What recurring character slash former NBA coach is that? So there's a recurring Saturday Night Live character, either current or former, who shares a name, first and last, with a former coach for the Knicks and the Heat. They have the same name. What is it? Question number five. Question number five. Who was the CEO of Disney, of the Walt Disney Company, from 1984 to 2005? What person was the chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company from 84 to 05? Question number six, question number six, weird-ass cover time again. Uh, this is one of the weirdest songs I've heard in a long time. I walked into a Wawa, and they were playing a song. It was UB40, featuring the pretenders Chrissy Hind, and they were doing a cover of a Sonny and Cher song. Now, it turns out this cover came out in 1985, but I just heard it like last week at a Wawa. That's a convenience store. What song was it? So in 1985, UB40 and Chrissy Hind covered a Sonny and Cher song, and I just heard it for the first time like a week ago. What song is that? Question number seven. Question seven. There was a stop-motion animated TV show. Like, stop-motion is like claymation, except I think claymation is a registered trademark of Will Vinton. Anyway, what stop-motion animated TV show featured the voice and likeness of TV judge Mills Lane? For a point of extra credit, what was his catchphrase on that show? This was also the name of a memoir that he wrote. So, for the point, name the TV show, the stop-motion animated TV show that featured TV judge Mills Lane. And for a point of extra credit, what was Mills Lane's catchphrase on that show? It was also the name of a memoir he wrote. Question number eight. Question number eight. A CPAP machine. CPAP, that's like uh, Charlie painted another picture. CPAP. That kind of machine is most often used to treat what? What condition? So if your doctor prescribed a CPAP machine, like Charlie painted another picture, the doctor is trying to treat what condition? For a point of extra credit, tell me exactly what does CPAP stand for? 
Question number nine. Question number uh, nine. What 1989 family film has the initials T-A-O-M-A-O? That's like a tango, apple, Oprah, mango, apple, Oprah, T-A-O-M-A-O. What 1989 family film has those initials? And question number 10, round number two, question number 10. Time flies when you're sitting right by an air conditioning vent. Uh, question number 10 for round number two. What is the name of the narrator of Moby Dick? What's the name of the narrator of the novel Moby Dick? All right, let's go through all of these questions, these beautiful 68-degree questions, one last time. Round number two, question number one. As a result of a recent court decision in Cologne, Germany, Berlin Jewish Hospital has been forced to stop doing what? Question number two. The Secret Service scandal in South America. According to the New York Post, it might never have become an international incident if only the service hadn't already pissed off the hotel manager. According to the Post, what had the Secret Service done to piss him off so much? Was it A. Whenever agents talked to him, they did so in an exaggerated Scarface accent. B. They kept letting their bomb-sniffing dogs poop right outside his apartment. C. They promised they would get him a prostitute and forgot to get him a prostitute. Or D, one agent, while drunk, pretended to go dance, dance, and accidentally shot at the hotel manager. Which one is the real answer? Question number three, what country is the only country whose monarch still reigns under the title emperor? And I did tell you, if it's not the English word emperor, it's at least a title that translates into English as emperor. Question number four, uh, what recurring Saturday Night Live character shares a name with a coach for the Knicks and the Heat? Question number five, who was the CEO of the Walt Disney Company from 1984 to 2005? Question number six, UB40 and Chrissy Hind. In 1985, they got together to do a cover of a Sonny and Cher song. What Sonny and Cher song is that? Question number seven, name the stop-motion animated TV show that featured the voice and likeness of Mills Lane. For a point of extra credit, what was Mills Lane's catchphrase on that show? It was also the name of a memoir he wrote. Question number eight, a CPAP machine. That's most often used to treat what condition? For a point of extra credit, tell me what CPAP stands for. Question number nine, which 1989 family film has the initials T-A-O-M-A-O? That's Tango, Apple, Oprah, Mango, Apple, Oprah. And question number 10, what is the name of the narrator of the novel Moby Dick? All right, so that is it for round number two. Remember, if you're feeling very good about round number two, you might want to consider jokering. All of your regular points double, your bonus points don't. And if you don't joker round number two, and you didn't joker round number one, round number three will joker for you, even if you forget but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Anyway, if you don't want to hear the answers to round number two yet, I suggest that you press pause. All right, and the answers to round number two. Come on up here, girl. Oh, no, we woke the birds. Round number two, question number one. 
As a result of a recent court decision in Cologne, Germany, Berlin Jewish Hospital has been forced to stop performing circumcisions. They can't perform religious circumcisions, which are now illegal in Germany. And boy, oh boy, the Germans know how to stay on the good side of the Jews. Question number two, the Secret Service scandal, according to the New York Post, might never have become a scandal if only the Secret Service agents had not done what? Well, it's not D. Um, I don't think any Secret Service agent would go dance, dance, dance. That's just childish and silly. It's not uh, A, whenever they talked to him, they did so in a Scarface voice. That's slightly less childish and silly. I'm glad they didn't do it, but part of me wishes they had. And what else is it? Uh, they did not promise to get him a prostitute and then forget. No, they kept letting their dogs, their bomb-sniffing dogs, poop right outside of his apartment, at least according to the New York Post. In other words, please don't arrest me, Secret Service. Question number three. The only country whose monarch still reigns under the title emperor, that is the emperor of Japan. Japan. Sometimes referred to as the Mikado, which I think is out of date Possibly racist? I don't think it's racist, but... Question number four. The Saturday Night Live recurring character who shares a name with a former coach of the Knicks and the Heat? They are both Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Yes, you know, the asexual, androgynous, drooly Pat Riley. And then the Saturday Night Live character. Ha, ha, ha. No, I kid. Also, Pat Riley, the basketball coach, is like 6'3 or something. Crazy. I always thought he was a tiny person. Question number four, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company from 1984 to 2005, that would be Michael Eisner, Michael Eisner. And he still looks the same today as he did when he hosted the Disney Sunday Night Movie. And by that, I mean he still looks kind of evil. Question number six, the 1985 cover by UB40 and Chrissy Hind. If you haven't heard it before, may I suggest you, like, look for it on YouTube. I don't know that you should necessarily buy it. Or alternately, if you don't want to infringe on a copyright, just go to a Wawa, and I'm sure they will play it again soon. It's a cover of a Sonny and Cher song. It's not The Beat Goes On. That would be great. It's I Got You, Babe. I Got You, Babe. Yes, Chrissy Hine of The Pretenders in a duo with all of UB40. It's kind of weird. Question number seven. The MTV show that was stop-motion animated and featured the voice and likeness of Mills Lane, at least until he had a stroke, then they just used his likeness. Anyway, the TV show was Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity Deathmatch. And for a point of extra credit, his catchphrase in that was, let's get it on. Let's get it on. Question number eight. A CPAP machine is most often used to treat snoring or obstructive sleep apnea. Although I just accepted sleep apnea or even apnea or snoring. Uh, and for a point of extra credit, CPAP stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. For a point of extra credit. Question number nine. The 1989 children's movie that has the initials T-A-O-M-A-O -A -O or Cow Mao, which I think that's what the guy kept yelling right before he would slap Christopher Walken in The Deer Hunter. Cow Mao! Uh, no, the answer is The Adventures of Milo and Otis, which uh, also maybe was not a fun-filled romp for the whole family. There was talk that to get the kittens and puppies to perform correctly, uh, sometimes they would, like, break their feet and shit like that, or maybe drown them. Also, apparently, to make sure his line readings were correct, they did the same thing to Dudley Moore. 
The Adventures of Milo and Otis. And finally, round number two, question number ten, the narrator of Moby Dick. The narrator of Moby Dick is not Captain Ahab. Not a terrible guess. It's not Moby Dick. That's a less good guess. I think somebody's following me. No, it's Ishmael. Ishmael. Call me Ishmael is what he says. Ishmael. All right, so tally up your scores. Let's see how you did. Uh, remember, if you did joke around number two, only your regular points double. Bonus points don't. And like I said before, if you didn't joke around one or round two, round three will automatically joker. It's not the kind of thing that you can lose uh, if you forget to use it. But don't forget to use it. That way, things are easy on everybody. All right? So let's carry on with our game. Round number three coming right up. Round number three. Question number one, round three, question number one. It turns out no animated film has ever won a Best Picture Oscar, but three animated films have been nominated for Best Picture. Name them. If you get one of them right, you get the point. If you get two of them right, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three animated films that were nominated for Best Picture, you get two points of extra credit. So one more time. There have been only three animated films, and that can be traditional cell animation or computer-generated animation. Only three animated films have ever been nominated for Best Picture. If you can name one of them, you get a point. If you can name two of them, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three Best Picture-nominated animated films, you get two points of extra credit. Question number two. Question number two, what is the name of the drug? It was a painkiller, specifically a COX-2 inhibitor, and it was pulled from the market in 2004 after we found out that Merck had withheld important safety data, like that the drug could kill you via heart attack or stroke. What is the name of that drug? So it was a painkiller, specifically a COX-2 inhibitor, that was pulled from the market in 2004 after we found out that uh, Merck had basically lied via the sin of omission uh, by withholding important safety data about the drug. What drug was that? Question number three. Question number three. What is the name of the artist? This guy was a painter. But he's probably best known for his work developing single-line telegraphy. That's just like a normal telegraph. Like, before the phone, we had the telegraph. What painter is most often associated with developing single-wire telegraphy? And for a point of extra credit, give me his first name as well. So for the point, just give me his last name. For a point of extra credit, also give me his first name. Question number four, there is a famous poem called A Visit from St. Nicholas, although uh, here stateside it's more famously known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Anyway, in that poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas slash Twas the Night Before Christmas, Santa, after delivering presents, disappears up a chimney after putting his finger where? So in A Visit from St. Nicholas slash Twas the Night Before Christmas, Santa disappears up a chimney after putting his finger where?
Question number five. Question number five. There is a food ingredient. Most of the time, it's called its proper name, but sometimes it's referred to as sour salt. What food ingredient is that? What food ingredient is sometimes also known as sour salt? That's not me walking. That's the dog. Question number six, welding. Welding can be dangerous. And don't just take my word for it. This is from the OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. It's basically like a uh, pro-worker-ish organization. Pro-worker safety-ish organization. Anyway, according to OSHA, there are many risks that are highly associated with welding. Three of them that I'm going to give you are real. One of them I just made up. Which one did I just make up? Is it a... Self-hypnosis. Many, many welders get hypnotized by the streams of sparks and have been known to do things like weld their thumbs off. B. Emotional instability and hearing loss. C. Severe sunburn. Or D. A flu-like condition known as metal fume fever. So your choices one more time. OSHA warns welders of dangers associated with their occupation, their noble occupation. Which of the following is fake? Three of these are real dangers associated with welding, according to OSHA. One of them is just bullshit. Which one is the bullshit? Is it A, self-hypnosis? Many, many, many welders get hypnotized by the shower of sparks and then do things like weld their own thumbs off. B, emotional instability and hearing loss. C, severe sunburn. Or D, a flu-like disease known as metal fume fever. Which of the following is the bullshit? Three are real, one is fake. Sniff out the fake. Question number seven. Question number seven. The Supreme Court, of all of the justices on the Supreme Court right now, two of them got to the bench by replacing William Rehnquist. If you can name one of the justices still seating who got there by replacing Rehnquist, you get a point. If you can name both, you get a point of extra credit. So two of the current sitting Supreme Court justices got there by replacing William Rehnquist. If you can name one of those justices, you get the point. If you can name both justices, you get a point of extra credit. Question number eight. Question number eight. Osborne Ruddock. Osborne Ruddock is the real name of what quote-unquote royal reggae and dub pioneer. So what royal, that's a clue, royal reggae and dub pioneer was born Osborne Ruddock. Question number nine. Question number nine. Which original king of comedy? This is a comedian who toured with the original Kings of Comedy tour and starred in the film of the same name. Which king of comedy stars in the new sitcom The Soul Man? Which original king of comedy is the star of the new sitcom The Soul Man? And question number 10, round number three, question number 10, I need a pair of answers, okay? I need two different words for you to get the point. You need to give me both words, and the words are related. So here's the deal. The first word means a type of fly ball, 
hit during fielding practice. And the second word is yeasts and molds, for example. And here's the deal. You take the first word, and you find a vowel in it, change it to a different vowel, and you get the second word. So give me both words, please. The first word is a type of fly ball hit during fielding practice. Change a vowel in that word to a different vowel, and you get yeasts and molds, for example. Which pair of words am I talking about? All right, let's go through all of these questions one last time. Round number three, question number one. No animated feature film has ever won a Best Picture Oscar, but three have been nominated. Name them. If you name one animated feature film that was nominated for Best Picture, you get a point. If you can name two of the three, you get a point of extra credit. And if you can name all three, you get two points of extra credit. Question number two, what is the name of the COX-2 inhibitor? It was a painkiller pulled from the market in 2004 after it turns out Merck had withheld data that showed it was dangerous. Question number three, which painter is more often associated with developing single line telegraphy? Uh, just give me the last name for the point, and if you can give me this person's first name as well, you get a point of extra credit. Question number four, in the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, also known as Twas the Night Before Christmas, Santa goes up the chimney by placing his finger where? Question number five, which food ingredient is also known as sour salt? Question number six, welding is dangerous, or at least it can be, according to OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Three of the following really are dangers that OSHA warns welders about. One of them I just made up. Which one is the fake? Is it A, self-hypnosis leading to thumb welding? B, emotional instability and hearing loss? C, severe sunburn? Or D, metal fume fever? Question number seven. Name a Supreme Court justice who got on the bench by replacing William Rehnquist. For a point of extra credit, name the other Supreme Court justice who got on the bench by replacing William Rehnquist. Question number eight, Osborne Ruddick. That is the birth name of what quote-unquote royal reggae and dub pioneer. Question number nine, which original king of comedy is the star of the new sitcom The Soul Man? And question number ten, I need a pair of words. You change a vowel in the first word, to a different vowel, and you get the second word. The first word is a type of fly ball hit during fielding practice. The second word means yeasts and molds, for example. So you take a vowel in the first word, change it to a different vowel, and you get the second word. Give me both of those words, please. All right, so that is it for round number three. Uh, Remember, if you didn't joke around one or round two, you should joke around three. Don't forget to do it. If you do forget, it's okay. It'll still happen anyway, but don't forget. And I think that's it. So I will leave you. Remember, no matter where you go, stay alive. I will find you. And if you don't want to hear the answers yet, press pause. And the answers to round number three, round number three, question number one, the animated feature films that got nominated for Best Picture. There have only been three of them, and I'll tell you that Wally -E was not one of them. Wally -E was not one of them. Uh, also, Toy Story was not one of them, but Toy Story 3 was. Toy Story 3 is one of the nominees. Also, the film Up, Up also won a nomination for Best Picture, and the first animated feature film to get a Best Picture nomination was 
Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast. So if you put down just Beauty and the Beast or Up or Toy Story 3, you get a point. If you put down two of them, you get a point of extra credit. And if you put down all three, you get two points of extra credit. Question number two, the COX-2 inhibitor that Merck pulled from the market in 2004 after people found out that Merck had withheld safety data, important safety data about the drug. It is Rofacoxib or Seox or Seox or Viox. Viox was the most famous name brand here in the States, but either Rofacoxib or Seox or Seox or Viox is good for the point. Question number three, the painter. I, I knew there was a painter by this name, but either I didn't know this was the Telegraph guy or I didn't care. Again, I was kind of a dickhead as a little kid. Uh, his name is Morse, Samuel Morse. Samuel for a point of extra credit. If you just put down Morse, like Morse code, doo -doo 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 -doo, you got a point. And if you put down Samuel as well, you got a point of extra credit. Question number four. A visit from St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Twas the Night Before Christmas. Santa goes up the chimney after putting his finger where? No, not there. And no, not to his lips. That's even creepier. No, he puts it aside his nose or on his nose. Uh, and actually, I think if you do a textual analysis of the poem, you will see that it originally should have been in his nose. But Christian poets are not necessarily known for their sense of humor. Question number five, the food ingredient that is also known as sour salt, that is citric acid, citric acid. Question number six, welding does have some dangers, but one of them I just made up. Which one did I just make up? It's not D, metal fume fever is real. You feel like you have the flu for like a day or so from breathing in metal fumes. Also from breathing in metal fumes, specifically mercury fumes, which welders can be exposed to, you can get emotional instability and hearing loss. Although, you can also just get plain old hearing loss from the noise of welding. It's loud. And the other real one is severe sunburn. When you weld, uh, it can produce a lot of intense ultraviolet radiation. So the fake one is self-hypnosis leading to welding off of thumbs. Maybe it's happened. I hope not. Question number seven. A Supreme Court justice who got onto the bench by replacing William Rehnquist. Most recently, it was John Roberts. John Roberts replaced Rehnquist as the chief justice in like 04, maybe. And the other justice who got on the bench by replacing Rehnquist was actually when Rehnquist was named chief justice. He had been an associate justice. And then when he was named chief justice, Antonin Scalia was named to replace him. So if you put down just Roberts or Scalia, give yourself a point. If you put down Roberts and Scalia, give yourself a point of extra credit. Question number eight. Osborne Ruddock is the birth name of what quote-unquote royal reggae and dub pioneer? It's not Prince Paul. It's not Prince. It's not Queen Latifah. And it's not King Reggae Dub. No, it's King Tubby. King Tubby. Question number nine, the original King of Comedy star who has his own new sitcom called The Soul Man, that is Cedric the Entertainer, Cedric the Entertainer. And question number 10, a pair of words is what I needed. If you change one vowel in the first word, you get the second word. The first word is a type of fly ball hit during fielding practice, and the second is yeasts and molds, for example. The first word is fungo, a fungo, and the second is fungi. Although, if you put down fungos and fungus, I accepted that as well. Even though it seems like the accepted plural of fungo is F-U-N-G-O-E-S, I don't care. So, fungo, fungi, or fungos, fungus. 
both are good enough for me. All right, so that is it for round number three. That's the game. Tally up your scores, see how well you did, and hopefully one team beat the other team. If not, if we have a tie, let's do one last question. It'll be a tiebreaker. And this is the way that tiebreakers work in this game. I'm going to ask a question that has a numerical answer. Whichever team comes closer to the right number, you can go high or low, doesn't matter. Whichever team comes closer will win the game. Now, in the event that one team is over by a certain amount, and the other team is under by that same exact amount, in that very specific situation, showcase showdown rules kick in, and the game will go to the lower guess, all right? So you can go high or low, but in the event of a secondary tie, the tie goes to the lower guess, all right? So let's see how we're doing. And the question has to do with the fastest human being foot speed ever recorded. It, of course, belongs to... Usain Bolt right now. The record belongs to Usain Bolt. How many miles per hour did he run at top speed? You'll have at least 30 seconds to answer that. Meanwhile, I'm going to do my credits. So again, the question, Usain Bolt, he set the record for the fastest human foot speed ever in miles per hour. How fast did he go? So thank you all for listening. This is great. I can't believe it. You guys are like my imaginary best friends. Also, uh, if you want to say hello, imaginary friends, drop me an email. The email address is 3wayquizzo at gmail.com. That's the numeral 3-W-A-Y-Q-U-I-Z-Z-O at gmail.com. If you want to say hello, if you want to correct me on something, or even if you just want to say, shut your damn mouth, go ahead. I have a thick skin. Also, email me if you'd like to play a live version of the game. We have live versions, and you can play, and you don't even have to live in Philly to do it. And also, oh, you can email me uh, if you want answer sheets or anything like that. I will shoot you some stuff that you can print out at home, make it look all pretty and shit. Also, I'd like to thank Steve at New Music Transmission, that's another podcast, uh, for the intro. Thank you again, Steve. It means a lot. If you guys like new music, you should check out his podcast. It may be defunct, but that doesn't mean you can't listen to it. And finally, congratulations. You know who you are if I'm talking to you. Congratulations. So that's it. Let us reveal the answer to the tiebreaker, and then we will be done. So the question was, Hus oh, not Hussein, Usain Bolt. How fast did he go in miles per hour to set the human foot speed record? He ran 27.79 miles per hour. 27.79 miles per hour. I get tired if I just drive that fast. So 27.79 miles per hour is the answer. That's it for the game. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any tips, trivia, or tapas recipes, shoot me a line. Until next week, I will talk to you guys later. Later.